Yeah. Hey, hey. Run it back, nation. What is good? It is I, DJs would run it back, Philly. No frauds, no fanboys. That was not an intro. That was a figment of your imagination. All right, let's get started, man. Welcome. Welcome to Run It Back Philly. Thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in after a uh, Wizards game that was, we'll say, fun to watch because we we beat them the way that we beat them. Uh, you know, there it wasn't a contest from start to finish. We were really just watching the second half of the game to see if we could uh, win by 50 points. Um, we won the game 146 to 101. If you're in here live, do me a favor, close out the chat, hit the like button. 110 people in here right now. Thanks for being here. Give me 110 likes. Uh, if you're listening to this on podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a review. Uh, and if you're watching this on replay on YouTube, uh, subscribe to the channel if you're brand new and hit the like button and all those fun things. Okay, yeah, let's get down to business. What's going on, everybody in here? Shout out to the chat. Rashawn Cornegy, Cable Wire, Hector, Zach, Kyle, Ant C, member of the channel, Kurt, Rob350, Mr. Casper, Albert Albert, Karak Melton. Melton has to go. Marshall McCollum. What's going on? Uh yeah, Sixers absolutely manhandle the Washington Wizards. And you knew it was gonna go this well, you didn't know it was gonna go this way. It's it's nice that it went this way. It's it should go this way. These are the kind of things. These are the kind of uh this is how these games should go. This is how the Sixers were playing in the beginning of the season against teams that are undermanned or, you know, just not good, like the Washington Wizards, or uh they they took care of the Phoenix Suns with ease to start the season four and one. I remember that one that was without uh without Bradley Beal, without Devin Booker. Um, but there was a lot of games in the beginning of the season. They were winning like this. They were winning pretty convincingly against teams that were either not fully healthy or were bad teams. Then they had to stretch, you know, when they go through the injuries and they lost Kelly Oubre and they had guys get, get illnesses and miss games and things like that. Then they all come back and, uh, the last couple of games did not look that, uh, convincing, you know, the last game against the Wizards last Wednesday, was not a good game defensively from start to finish, and then you go down to the wire and give up 126 points to the Wizards. That wasn't good, but I called it a rust game, right? Then Friday against Atlanta, same thing really happened. Yeah, then the, then the game Friday against Atlanta was the same kind of way, lackluster defense. Things, you know, about that game annoyed me. And then you play the Wizards again today, and you, and you say to yourself, okay, they need to get back to... Uh, they need to get back to taking care of these teams convincingly and kind of looking like a contender against bad teams, right? And they did that tonight. That's what they did, and that makes me happy. You know, they start out the game 12-0, to uh, 19-2. to You know, Tyrese Maxey starts the game out hot, hits three three-pointers in the first couple of minutes of the game. Uh... Tobias Harris even joined in the action there. We started this started the game four threes in a row to the Wizards. Zero started the game twelve to zero. Started the game nineteen to two uh overall. And really 
it never got any closer than that. It just uh, they they did what you want them to do. They they went up early. They looked like the clear cut better team from the very beginning, and they never looked back. They didn't get well. They got complacent a couple times in that first quarter. Uh, the Wizards went on a 10-4 run right after the Sixers start up 92-0. Oh, the Wizards went on a 10-4 run in that first quarter, but that was really the only time you saw them kind of get back on their heels. You didn't see anything that we're used to in the past couple of years, which is get lazy, get 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 lackluster, get, you know, just look like you don't care that much and let, let the team uh, make a run on you. That didn't happen. They kept their foot on the gas the whole time. And it made me happy. Gafford did not play in the game, so you knew this was going to be a pretty easy one for Joel Embiid. Even against Daniel Gafford, it's easy for Joel Embiid. Without Gafford? I mean, Daniel Gafford's their only center. He's the only center on the roster. Without Gafford, and why didn't he play? I forgot to look up why didn't he play. Uh, Wizards injury report. Daniel Gafford injury slash illness. So Gafford's out with the illness and you say, uh, wow, so Mike Muscala has to start the game against Joel Embiid and another, that's how we're going to have to rock it. This man, Gafford didn't play injury illness, so Mike Muscala is the only center on the Wizards roster. And so you know that how that was going to go pretty much from the beginning. Um, so Joel Embiid in this game pretty much looked like he wasn't trying most of the time, right? He... Uh, Gets an accidental tip in in the first quarter, which was funny. Somebody threw him an alley-oop, and he tries to catch it. He misses the ball, and it goes in the hoop. So that's, you know, kind of explains how the game was going to go for the Washington Wizards, right? Uh, he had a couple dribbles step back. Allen Iverson-esque. Uh, Allen Iverson-esque uh, dribble step backs for Joel Embiid at seven foot two. So he was really just kind of showing off in the game, getting the mid-range uh, jump shot going, getting all the way to the hoop, kind of whenever he wanted to. Uh, thought he was Nikola Jokic in the game. Got on a couple of fast breaks, tried to throw some behind-the-back passes. The first one in the first half with his left hand went out of bounds to nobody. Uh, then he tries to throw another behind-the-back pass in the third quarter that also went out of bounds to nobody. Uh, so, you know, that was... Interesting. A um, couple fadeaway buckets with nowhere to go with the shot clock running down. Um, uh, he had what, Ahu Advia on him or Muscala in the third quarter. Shot clock running down. No one to pass it to, and he just turns around and shoots a ridiculous fadeaway. Uh, he did it twice in that quarter. It was just a very easy game for Joel Embiid. Uh what can you really say on that front? I mean, he scored, what, 44 points in 30 minutes, 34 points in 29 minutes, um, 146 to 101. Tyrese Maxey did his thing. He had a little run there in the in the third quarter uh, and finished the game with 24, was a plus 26. Um, fourth quarter... I told the playback chat, I said, you know, I'm not really paying attention to this fourth quarter. You guys make the notes. You guys make the notes in this fourth quarter. And the playback stream 
uh, they came up with these notes. Uh, the Wizards are poverty. Jaden Springer sighting in the fourth quarter. Uh, some guy in a number 97 jersey got smacked in the face. I don't know who that was or who that, where he got the jersey. It looked like the Wizards pulled somebody off the street, gave him a jersey. Number 97. Absolutely insane to see a player on an NBA floor wearing number 97. Uh, but that's that's the point. That's where the Wizards were uh, at that point. They were pulling random guys off the street and giving them a a number 97 jersey. And they said, well, listen, we don't care about this game any more than anybody should care about this game. Whoever you are, get on the floor. So, yeah, Maxi started out the game hot with the, with the three threes in a row. Uh, then the Wizards went on a 10-4 run. Pat Bev had three three-pointers in the first quarter. Patrick Beverly had three three-pointers in the first quarter. So Pat Bev, off his hot streak that started all the way back against the Boston Celtics, gets back to business. Uh, had a reverse layup, too, later in the game when he finished with an and one. Uh, you know, and there was one play where the Wizards double-teamed Joel and left Pat wide open top of the key, and Joel kicks it very easy and Pat hits the three, and I was just saying, like, it's so nice for Joel Embiid to have a point guard that is a threat to shoot. Multiple now point guards that are a threat to shoot. People told me that Patrick Beverly couldn't shoot the ball. He's been shooting it pretty well recently, um, and of course Tyrese Maxey's a threat to shoot, and uh, a couple of times in this game, they doubled Joel and left Maxey wide open, and he hits the three, so... Uh, the Wizards were, they didn't know what to do. What can they really do? They were they were running a 3-2 zone at one point, it looked like. They were trying to kind of triple-team Joel at the free-throw line, and he's just kicking the ball out to three-point shooters, and that's how this team is becoming constructed now, finally, for the first time in Joel Embiid's, what, six, seven-year career. Uh, you know, shout out to everybody, man. Shout out. Money codes. Eastwood got 250 people in here looking at Sixers wallpaper. Goat. Looking at Sixers wallpaper. What's that mean? Am I not on the... Am I not on the... What do you mean? Is my camera not on? Am I on... Am I not on the screen? What are you talking about? What does that mean? Looking at Sixers wallpaper. What does that mean? We still see you? Okay. Just making sure. Because the camera went off earlier. Camera is on dude. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> maybe he's maybe his stream is behind and, and he's talking about when the camera was off. But uh anyway, yeah. Um what was I saying? Sorry. <laughs> what a night. What a night, man. What a night. What a night. Uh yeah. Second quarter, uh, Paul Reed gets a bucket over a double team. A little hook. Paul Reed had a couple of nice plays in this game. Uh, he had a little hook shot over a double team. Nice little bounce back game, you know, for uh, for Paul Reed. Uh, there was a play later in the game where Paul gets a offensive rebound and then dishes it underneath to a cutting Marcus Morris for a dunk. That was nice. Nice little play by Paul Reed. Um, we weren't expecting Joel to go in this game, right, with the knee thing. Uh, but he went anyway. He said, listen, I got to keep up my my 
I got to keep up my dominance of the Washington Wizards. You know, I, I Joel Embiid averages 45 points per game against the Washington Wizards, <laughs> which is crazy. And he, at one point, accidentally need Maxi in the man region early in the game. You get kicked there by six, seven, two, three hundred pound man. Uh, you know, good luck. Tyrese was able to keep playing. I would have personally been probably dead or in a hospital with a hernia or whatever else. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they, they dominated. What, what can you really say? Uh, Maxi went on a run in the second quarter, gets all the way to the rim against Kispert who really puts up no, you know, front hits a corner three. Uh, Joel starts throwing the ball behind his back cause he doesn't care about the game and they still won the game by a million. Uh, Avdia. What's his first name? Jet Ched. What the hell is his first name, man? But I can say his last name right now after watching, what, three Wizards games this year. I can say his name right. His name is Avdia. Jet Avdia. Denny. I don't know why I keep wanting to call him Jet. Denny Avdia decides, you know what? This game sucks. I'm going to go try to dunk on Joel Embiid. He drives in. Joel says, no, sir, where are you going? I don't know what the hell you thought you were going to do. Uh, he tried it again a couple of plays later uh, to no avail. And Joel messing around in the third, get, throws another behind-the-back pass out of bounds. Um, DeAnthony Melton had a few ni nice plays in the game. I like the fact that Robert Covington was used in this game. I like that a lot. I don't know what happened last game where Robert Covington had a DNP. Uh, Robert Covington is very valuable, and he's been playing great. He was playing great. He played great against the Celtics. He played great. Uh, I, get, I get the stats right here. He played great against the Celtics, and then he only played four minutes the next game against who? The Wizards. And then he played zero minutes in the game against the Atlanta Hawks. And I, that's when I put out that video that said, you know, Nick nurse is kind of pissing me off. And, um, I didn't understand why I just didn't understand why Robert Covington wasn't getting any playing time. Um, or why he was a DNP in that game. And, uh, somebody said he was sick that game, but it wasn't, it wasn't listed on there. Um, it was listed as just a DNP coach's decision. So I was like, what's up with this Robert Covington stuff? Why isn't he playing him? Especially when you're playing bad perimeter defense uh, in those games, that wizards game and that Atlanta Hawks game, the perimeter defense was not good. And he, and he DNP Robert Covington. I didn't understand it. I guess he was experimenting. People were like, bro, chill. He's just experimenting with lineups and stuff in the beginning of the season. Okay, cool then. I better see Robert Covington come in this game. And Robert Covington in this game. Plays 13 minutes. Eight points, four rebounds, and a steal. And just does Robert Covington things, man. Long arms, gets his hand in passing lanes, makes it hell for offensive players, and he's just very valuable. And I think Robert Covington should, should play about 13 minutes in the rotation pretty much against anybody. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr., 17 minutes, 7 points, 3 for 8 from the field. He was a plus 23, had 5 rebounds. Uh, I, I didn't see much from, from Kelly Oubre. Uh, he was kind of quiet in this game, had a couple of like baseline backdoor cuts and got some dunks out of it. 
uh, got to, he hit a three, didn't he? What was he? Three, one for four from three. He did hit one of those corner threes, had a couple of situations late where he tried to create and, and, uh, get to a mid range. He thought he got fouled a couple of the times. He wasn't getting the call, but, uh, quiet one from Kelly Oubre off the bench, but you, you know, you, you just, you gotta love Kelly Oubre, man. It's just, uh, so valuable to have these guys. When you really look at this rundown and you really look at how, the Sixers couldn't put three and D defenders and shooters around Joel Embiid for eight years. And then you just see Nicholas Batum, Kelly Oubre, Robert Covington, Paul Reed, Marcus Morris Sr. It's like, wow, they actually have role players, you know? And when we started the season hot, this is part of the reason why. We actually have a team full of role players and it's it's very nice. It's very nice. Uh, it's very nice to have a team full of role players. Nick Batum, only four points in 20 minutes. He was 0 for 3 from 3, uh, but he had a couple of just beautiful plays. He had a nice pass, like a, uh, it's not backdoor, but he was at the top of the key and Melt kind of snuck behind his defender and he hits him under the rim. Just a beautiful pass from Nick Batum. And he's, he's such a skilled basketball player, man. He's such a skilled basketball player. And it's so nice to have a guy like Nick Batum out there to really fill in the blanks and fill in everywhere. Tobias Harris, what, what do we say? What do we say? Ricardo says, how about Tobias Harris? What do we say? What do we say about Tobias Harris, man? Oh, my God. Am I off the screen again? <laughs> What's going on? How far behind is the stream on YouTube, man? This is all jacked up, man. This is all jacked up. Uh, but anyway, Tobias Harris, 10 points, um, two for five from the field. In a game where you're playing the Washington Wizards and, you know, Tobias has had a couple of bad games in a row and you're looking for kind of a bounce back. You're looking for... Uh, <laughs> Tobias looks like he belongs with the bench lineup. You're, you're looking for a bounce back game for Tobias Harris. You know, maybe he puts up a 25 piece against the Wizards. Maybe he comes out and looks very confident and and gets it done. And I don't know what's going on with Tobias Harris, man. It's, this is now like four, five, six games in a row where he just does not look good. He had a play where he, he tried to force a mid-range shot, did like a little Euro one-footed jump shot off the side of the rim. Uh, one play, he got fouled, and I swear to God, he was directly in front of the rim with nobody near him, and he missed it. He missed another one where he got fouled, and it was right on the left side of the rim, pretty much the spot where you start a game of around the world. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what is happening. With Tobias Harris, it's it's actually wild because he started out the season looking so good, looking so improved. We were talking about Nick Nurse unlocked Tobias Harris, and it was all Doc Rivers' fault, and now we're going to re-sign Tobias in the offseason. And some of the people were like, hey, take it easy. Pump the brakes because here he's going to revert back to himself. And uh, wow, he definitely, uh, the past five, six games, reverted back to the Tobias Harris we all know and love 
which is just a guy getting $500,000 a game to do cardio. Really not effective whatsoever. Really doesn't change the outcome of a game. The past five games, Tobias Harris does not change the outcome of the game. Uh, somebody in the, in the playback stream said, if the Sixers don't, if the Sixers lose in the playoffs, it's because of Tobias Harris or said something like Tobias Harris is going to be the reason the Sixers lose in the playoffs. And, and my response to that was hopefully you can, hopefully your roster is good enough now that Tobias Harris doesn't matter. You know, hopefully your roster is good enough now that Tobias Harris doesn't matter, that no matter what he does, really, you have role players out there that can make the right plays and can uh, help you win games. I just, he's just kind of there. Um, I don't really know how else to explain it. He's just kind of there. He gives you 10 points or he gives you six or he gives you 15. It doesn't really change much. Uh, it doesn't really affect the game much. Um, am I blank again for for the for the stream? I'm seeing on the YouTube side. I'm not on the screen. I'm on the screen on OBS, but I'm not on the screen on YouTube. Anyway, there's my thought on Tobias Harris. Um, if it's a blank screen, I apologize. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's, I need to rewire something, man. Uh, Taz Journey. A member of the channel for 29 months. Shout out to you. I appreciate you. Thanks for being a member of the channel for 29 months, man. You the man. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Tobias Harris, man. He's he's uh he reverted back to his old ways. That's for damn sure. And um, you know you you're not getting anything out of him for 40 million dollars. You're not getting anything out of him. It's just uh, it's not good, man. It's not good. Uh, Patrick Beverly, 12 points off the bench. Daniel House Jr., 10 points off the bench. So we were really in the playback stream just wondering if we could go up by 50 because it would have been fun to beat a team by 50 points. Ended up beating them by 44. And guys like Daniel House Jr. were in the game hitting threes. Daniel House Jr. hits three threes late in the game doing the bow and arrow celebration up on a team, you know, by 50, almost 50 points. Gotta love it. Uh, Jaden Springer get some run later in the game. And, uh, you know, that's Jaden Springer lost some of his rotation minutes too a while ago. And I, and I was saying like, where's, you know, you're struggling with your deep perimeter defense. What's up with Jaden Springer? Why did he suddenly lose his, um, playing time and still not, not really sure, but Jaden Springer, uh, got some run there late. Hopefully maybe he can prove to Nick nurse that he's valuable and can get on the floor a little bit. I thought his offensive game was coming around the past couple of games before he lost his rotation minutes, before he got sick, right? He had the illness, was out two or three games, and then uh, came back, and maybe it was a conditioning thing, maybe not. But, uh, yeah, Jaden Springer, you know, has got in the game. He's Hopefully he gets back in the rotation a little bit. I would just love to see him develop offensively and become a, a weapon, you know what I'm saying? And Mo Bamba, towards the end of the game, couple of nice plays, a reverse dunk, uh, shot a three, didn't make it, actually had six rebounds in seven minutes, which is pretty crazy. Three offensive rebounds for Mo Bamba in seven minutes. Uh, two blocks. Still can't really defend the rim when you really watch him. Guys that, guys that really go at his body uh, 
they they just finish at the rim. He's kind of like a seven foot one cardboard cutout, but he gets weak side blocks sometimes. Um, that's really all I gotta say. I mean, what what more can you say? The Sixers smoke the Wizards. It's the Washington Wizards. Uh, I'm you know thanks for tuning in to the game with me on playback. Thanks for tuning in to post game live here, even though I've had some damn pretty much technical difficulties the whole time here. Uh, that contract is worth almost as much of a great player. Uh, Springer completed his rehab assignment in Double A Reading. <laughs> is that what it was? They sent him down to the G League, and he came right back up. Uh, I didn't even know he was at the game tonight. You know what I mean? I didn't even know he was there. Like, uh, when I was like, yo, let's put the whole G League in, I was like, are they there? You know what I mean? Can we, can we, um, can you call up guys on the fly? Can you get Turquavian Smith out here? Can you get, you know, uh, what else? give me some hot takes in the chat, man. Q&A, whatever you want to do. Throw some comments in there. Throw some questions. Throw some, your opinion on the game, your opinion on the team, whatever it is. And we'll go through the chat here for a while uh, before I get up out of here. Uh, would Sixers have any interest in Kyle Kuzma? Oh, uh, probably not, man. What? What is... All right, let's find out what Kyle Kuzma's contract is because if it's what I think it is, the answer is probably no. Uh, Kyle Kuzma's a nice thought as an NBA player, right? Decent size, shooting ability, driving and finishing ability. He's on a four-year, $102 million deal. That's not actually too crazy. That's about $25 million a year. Uh, I didn't know he I didn't know he was on that that cheap of a contract. Jordan Poole's the one that has the, the major contract that nobody wants to pay, definitely. Kyle Kuzma at $25 million. Yeah. In the in the right situation, you know what I mean? It's like Kyle Kuzma definitely looks like he doesn't care about playing right now, but why should he care about playing for the Wizards? You feel what I'm saying? Like you can't I don't even expect a guy to go out there and really looks like look like he cares that much. Somebody said he was at the Travis Scott concert last night, which is probably true. Uh but if if you give Kyle Kuzma, you know, an opportunity to be on a contender, and you say, you know, hey, Kuzma, you know, you get to you get to be a you know, third option next to Embiid and Maxi. Honestly, he's way better than Tobias Harris. Uh what is he like? 6'10, 6'11? And can yeah, and he's a bucket. Um Yeah. I don't I don't hate I don't hate that idea at all. Uh we'll see what the Wizards are, are trying to do. You know, the, they should be interested in trading all of their contracts. That's what the Wizards should be interested in. Um, if they want to move off of Kyle Kuzma and somehow you work out, you know, Kuzma and something else to match uh, Tobias Harris's contract and then the Wizards just take Tobias and clear cap space at the end of the season. It's not the worst idea for, for both teams, really. Uh, Kuzma over Tobias, I could see it. Yeah, you know, I... I don't think anybody would argue that Kyle Kuzma is not a better basketball player than Tobias Harris, especially right now. And except for those maniacs in the in the Facebook groups, um, I like Kuz actually, but rather marketing what happened. That trade rumor cooled off fast. Oh yeah, Laurie marketing is the Sixers are. I don't I don't see that happening. 
I don't see Laurie Markkinen being a possibility. Laurie Markkinen would be a an absolutely perfect scenario for the Sixers, but he's so good. He's still very young, right? How old's how old's Laurie Markkinen? How old is Laurie Markkinen? Uh, Laurie Morgan, Wikipedia tells me, is a 64-year-old folk singer. Uh, so that's not what I was looking for. Laurie Markkinen would probably cost would probably cost too much. The Sixers, uh, you know, but I would love it. Jerry Hisu, Brogdon, OG, Siakam, Caruso, Kuzma. I will be happy with any one or two, but definitely no Levine. Brogdon, OG, Siakam, Caruso, Kuzma. I will be happy with any one or two, but definitely no Levine. Brogdon, I would love as a backup point guard. Although, you know, Patrick Beverly's doing his thing here. He's playing, he's playing nice. Uh, he's playing above what you're used to from Patrick Beverly. But yeah, Malcolm Brogdon at the Malcolm Brogdon as a secondary point guard would be very nice. I can't argue that. OG Ananobi, I love. I love OG Ananobi's game. Uh big body defender who can do things on the offensive end, can shoot the three, can get create his own shot, can drive and finish at the rims. OG's the guy. OG's a plug and play guy that that is would be perfect. He would be perfect. He's on an expiring contract. He's gonna get paid probably a lot of money this offseason. He might get a max from somebody, you know? So you're looking at that. But would you max OG Ananobi if you're if you're Daryl Morey? Would you say, listen, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, and then you add young defensive player who can also score on the other end, like like a like a Matisse Thibel who's actually really good at basketball? Would you max OG Ananobi? So you know what I mean? You're gonna max, you're gonna max Maxey. Joel Embiid is there, and you have you would have one slot for another max contract. Uh, I don't know if it's OG Ananobi. Caruso, I think, is going to cost too much money. The Bulls are trying to drive the price up right now. The Bulls are playing this game, trying to bullshit everybody. Bullshit. The Chicago Bulls are trying to bullshit everybody. They're trying to tell everybody we're not trading Caruso because he's our... Uh, He's our success story or some bullshit like that. Like, stop it, bro. Caruso, Caruso's not a superstar. Whatever you want to say, you're not they're, they're acting like they're gonna build around Alex Caruso. Like, let's be serious, Chicago. You're not you're lying. They're trying to drive the price up. Somebody's gonna overpay for Caruso. And somebody in the playback chat said that the rumor was three first round picks for Alex Caruso, and that is absolutely outrageous. For a guy that averages nine points per game, he's a great defender, probably the best the best perimeter defender in the game. He's a solid backup point guard. He can run the floor, he can shoot, he can he can facilitate the ball. But let's be serious, he's a nine point per game player. He's not worth three first round picks. If that's the price, I'm out on Caruso, and I would love Caruso on this team. But if that's the price, I'm out on Caruso. Uh, definitely no Levine, Jerry says, and, and I agree with that strictly because of the contract. Now, it just came out a day or two ago that, that there's no real trade value, uh, for Zach Levine. And that is because of the contract. Nobody wants to pay a guy $50 million a year who, who has never elevated a team anywhere, doesn't really do anything on the defensive end. And disappears. He, he he has games where he can drop 50, but just a couple weeks ago, he had two points in 27 minutes. Nobody wants to pay absolute superstar money for a guy that's not an absolute superstar. 
And you're locked into four years with Zach Levine if you trade for him. You're locked into four years at $50 million a year. And I think the last year, two years on the contract, is closer to $60 million. That's why Zach Levine is hard to trade for the Chicago Bulls. And I think it's funny because Levine signed the contract, right? Got paid more money than most people in the world would ever get paid. So he's living a lavish life, but now he's stuck in Chicago and he can't get out because of how much money he's making. So it's catch 22. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he can give half of the contract back. I don't know. <laughs> but then it came out today, Shams tweeted today, and again, these reporters just throw things out here left and right. Like they just want you to they, they just want you to pay another dollar ninety nine to read an athletic article. He said the Sixers are will have moderate interest or something. Yeah, of course they will. Every team will have moderate interest, and what are they going to offer? You know what I'm saying? If you if we could get Levine without giving up any of our future first round draft picks and get rid of the Tobias Harris contract and something else, and then maybe, but you're still locked into that four years at 50, 60 million a year. I don't know. I'm not into the Zach Levine thing anymore. I I I like the thought of it as like the style of player that he is, but that's that's superstar. That's Jalen Brown money. Who just wait is going to be very hard to trade in a couple years. <laughs> when the Celtics accept the fact that they got to trade Jalen Brown, he's going to be very difficult to trade because that contract is outrageous also. Uh, do you think Memphis would part ways with John Morant? No. That's a guy that you just continue to build around, I think, at least at this point. Um 76 will win a championship before the Eagles. Sixers just need an upgrade with one or two role players and we'll be there. Eagles need a new offensive coordinator, maybe new defensive. That that game against the Cowboys was was bad. Bad. Bad, 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 bad. It was bad. Um That's all I got, man. Sixers smacked the Wizards. It wasn't even close. It was a fun one. I thought, you know, we won by 44. Uh, we got the Detroit Pistons next twice. Um, then the Charlotte Hornets. And then we get back into playing some competitive teams like the Minnesota Timberwolves on the 20th. We want to get our lick back on the Timberwolves. We get them on the 20th and, uh, we'll be back in business. We'll be back to watching fun basketball right now. You know. It's not very much fun when you play the Wizards twice, the Pistons twice. The Bulls are in there, too. We play the Bulls in there, too. Play the Pistons twice, the Bulls, and the Hornets. And then we're back to playing some decent teams. So that's it, man. Thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for bearing with me through the technical difficulties in the beginning of the stream. Uh, Subscribe if you're new. Hit the like button on the stream. I appreciate all of you. This is Run It Back Philly. Go Sixers.